It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Casey. Last time we covered Danny Phantom with Allie the writer, our longtime listener. We had a ton of fun doing that one. Yeah, thanks so much again, Allie, for joining us. We also put out our weekly Twitter poll asking, which one of Danny Phantom's powers would you want to have? Walking through walls, flying, or being invisible? And flying won with 46% of the vote. Being invisible was pretty close behind with 39%, and walking through walls only got 15%. Which, you know, I guess that's kind of fair. Like, how often would walking through walls alone be that useful? Right. And I mean, I didn't need to pick being invisible because I'm already invisible to the rest of society. I mean, I wish. <laughs> Thought I'd throw in my angsty teen for <laughs> uh, for the Danny Phantom theme. <laughs> but but being invisible, I feel like it could have its perks, right? Like you could you could do some eavesdropping and stuff. You could, I don't know, you could avoid people. Like there's definitely things there. I went with flying just because I think that would be so freaking cool. Yeah, as did I, because it's flying, you know? Don't need a ton of justification for that. But this one was closer than I thought it would be. Although 15% of people picking walk-through walls are really boring, no offense. Yeah, like, I, I mean, you know, if, if anybody has a more exciting use case that I'm forgetting about, feel free to let me know that I'm wrong. But I can't think of what would be super thrilling about walking through walls, right? Like, I don't have to open this door to get into the next room. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you could go through Zelda dungeons really quickly, I guess. I guess if you're... Does it does it go into video games as well? Probably not. But if you were in a Zelda game... <laughs> with, uh, not Channel Chasers. Uh, that Fairly Odd Parents video game episode style, then, you know... You know, actually, I think, I think the episode we watched the video game one, Danny could use his ghost powers in the game, couldn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Or did he, like, ghost into the game or something? I don't remember the details. Anyway. Yeah, I barely remember that one. Wow, that's a deep cut. <laughs> well, this week we've got the one of the greatest SpongeBob episodes of all time, I think by any measure, Chocolate with Nuts. We had so much fun watching this one. It's even better than I remember it. So uh, buckle in, folks. Strap yeah. in. I could not believe that we hadn't watched this one yet, honestly. When Casey suggested it, I was like, there's no way we haven't covered it. But we haven't. It's one of the greats. I'm so pumped. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash FNN podcast. And review us on Apple Podcasts so others can find the show. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube page, still relatively fresh. We always like to get some people's uh, comments feedback there, too. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get started. From the Nicktoon Animation Studio in Hollywood. Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. Alright you guys, as Casey said, this episode is from Spongebob, entitled Chocolate with Nuts, from Season 3, Episode 12A, originally aired June 1st, 2002. And in this one, Spongebob and Patrick sell chocolate bars in a sort of get-rich-quick scheme, and they are stalked by an apparent lunatic, and they keep running into the same guy who keeps trying to swindle them. Uh, oh, and we've got a few other little side plots too, but it's it's mostly a very quick, economic, simple episode that works extremely well, in my opinion. 
Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It really is. I I just love everything about it. The we get this opening scene where they're like looking at this rich people magazine, which we'll look at too. We get them deciding to sell chocolate because why not? And somehow actually at the end successfully getting pretty freaking rich off of it. So just that the whole everything about all of it is ridiculous. It's entertaining. There's yeah. There's these, you know, unexpected little twists, but we'll, I mean, if you haven't seen this episode and any of this is spoilers to you, I am stunned and you need to sit down and watch it right now. It's kind of unacceptable, honestly. 100%. Yeah, just pause the podcast, do the thing. Uh, speaking of ridiculous moments, we start right at the top with the mailman arriving at Spongebob's house, and he opens the mailbox, and Spongebob has, like, forced himself in to the mailbox, and he pops out with this really excited face, and the mailman rightfully screams. (laughs) And you you guys probably know it as the, uh, like, a, a meme of the week, probably, at some point, like, last year, you know? Where you label the the mailman and SpongeBob? I I think SpongeBob just says something like, "Oh, see you later, then." Like he just is so oblivious to how <laughs> horrifying that is, right? Like to opening up a mailbox and just seeing a, a living being there. Um, what a he, great way to start the episode! It really tells us what kind of episode it's going to be. Yeah, it's. It's nonstop moments like that. Like, the more I watched this, I was like, oh, right, and there's this moment, too. And it, right. it just kept coming. It was like when we watched the Krusty Krab training video, and we were like, wait, that joke is in this, too? Yes, and it's it's one of those. It's one of the golds. Um, but them reading Fancy Living Digest <laughs> is just beautiful. So it's, it's actually supposed to be in Squidward's mail, but because of the whole mailman thing, right, we have this great setup. And it's, they're, they're just looking, it's literally just like a rich people magazine. It's just a magazine to look at the way rich people live their lives and, you know, presumably kind of just feel jealous. So it's probably not a very healthy magazine to have, to be honest no. with you. But there's, uh, they're, they're looking through and, and this is where one of Casey's favorite lines comes oh, up. Yeah. If you, if you want to, if you want to throw that one down. Well, first, they're looking, they're flipping through the pages, and there's like, they're like, this guy's so rich, he has a swimming pool in his swimming pool. And it's just like a floating kiddie pool in his backyard built-in <laughs> pool, which I thought was really funny, because that's like not fancy at all, that's kind of trashy. <laughs> but, I mean, having a pool is great, but like, putting a kiddie pool in it doesn't make you fancier. Yeah, just kind of, it's just kind of unnecessary, but right. it's still a funny concept. It and, sure is. You know, he has a pretty nice swimming pool too. So it's like this oh, like yeah, super nice yeah. really classy spot and then like this little inflatable pool on the inside. <laughs> and then and actually we don't know that that's what the picture was bragging about too. Like that's just Patrick and SpongeBob's interpretation and we know it could be wrong because on the next page Patrick goes, "This guy's got shoes." <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, once you've got shoes, guys, you've got it made. That's you know, true. if you've got shoes on your feet, then you're, you're basically the richest person in town. No, it's so, so does, good. Does Patrick just think that Spongebob is so much more wealthy than him? You know, I, I guess so, right? And I'm trying to think, does, not a lot of characters in the show actually have 
have shoes, no, huh? SpongeBob's one of the few. Because Mr. Krabs doesn't, Squidward, Squidward doesn't. doesn't. I don't think Mrs. Puff does. No, she does. She has red heels. I'm picturing it now. Oh yeah, you're right. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> important the footwear of bikini bottom. <laughs> That's how you know. It's it's how you can tell the uh, the wealth hierarchy here, guys. You gotta you gotta look out for those deets. But yeah, it's also funny because like it's a picture of this guy with like he's just got like a pile of money and like a cane and whatever. He's like this rich old guy. But of course, the shoes. Yep. Um. And then basically Squidward gives them the idea in the first place, which I sort of forgot about. They're, Squidward grabs his magazine from them and they're like, how did these people get so rich? And he's like, they're entrepreneurs. They had to start a business and sell things that people like. And Patrick's like, I think Patrick suggests chocolate bars. And Well, yeah, um, it's actually, I, I just like, I like this moment. Yeah. Um, SpongeBob's like, if you could have anything in the world right now, what would it be? And Patrick starts panicking and he's like, more time for thinking. <laughs> and then he comes up with chocolate next. But I just think it's it's one of those like really dumb but still funny moments. Like the idea that this question is just causing him so much anxiety was really funny to me. It's just like in Shanghai when he has the wish and he wishes he'd known that earlier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the clock goes back a minute. <laughs> yeah, he is not great with his uh, his all-powerful wishing capabilities, is he? Right. And, but yeah, this episode is so economic. It's like 10 minutes long and they do so much. We're a minute and a half in and they're already in the meat of the episode with SpongeBob and Patrick selling chocolate bars door to door. It's amazing how quickly they set up the concept and dive into it. Yes, and we're we're already pumped, right? We can always, already imagine number of ways this can go. And they're like, all right, we're going to hit up our first customer. And this is where we get introduced to this this fish scammer guy who is just one of the best and he happens to have and and casey and i were kind of talking about this like is he just waiting for somebody to come by with a bunch of candy bars i don't know because he has these bags specifically for chocolate bars just sitting around in his house (laughs) i guess they could be for anything but they're still a little too conveniently sized which is great it's the cartoon logic whatever you need in the moment just conjure it up Yes, and and I did think that too. I was like, maybe he had them for like, I don't know, cosmetic bags or anything else, and he just sells them to people all over the place, but right. they are perfectly sized for candy bars. And he's like, well, you guys can't just go around carrying your merchandise like that. And to be fair, Patrick does just have his in his pants, which is like... And it's like melting and stuff. It's actually really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, like that, that probably is not the way to carry your merchandise, but maybe... Right. Maybe putting them each into individual bags is not the smartest way to do it, but they spend a bunch of money on that, which which also makes me think, Casey, like, they must have had money to start, right? Because they keep getting scammed out of money, and they have enough money to buy all this chocolate, so they they must have a decent chunk of change lying around. Yeah, they have to have some capital, right? That's how all entrepreneurship works. You can't just literally start with nothing. You have to have something... Um, yeah, they didn't it makes really... me wonder, is this all some sort of, like, metaphor about the American dream? I'm not sure. Just floating <laughs> it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting deep on, on the Spongebob episode here. That they, you know, the only way to sort of climb up the ladder as a small business is to just make the rich people even richer, you know? Yeah, I mean, to some extent, but also, <laughs> I mean, they end up getting rich for no good reason, so I don't know if this is really the... 
the episode yeah, to start searching true. for morals. I guess that's true, but not even morals, but like... You yeah, know, I hear you. This guy's like Walmart or whatever, right? That you have to pay off in the small town to move in. Yeah, I, like, yes, but they're also dumb is the thing, right? So it's harder <laughs> to feel bad for them, I think. Like, Oh, no, yeah, I don't feel bad for them at all. And yeah, they, they get out of it just fine. So it's uh, it's, it's it's all over the place here, but I also love they they go next door and it's the same guy and they're like, wait, aren't you the guy we just saw earlier? And he's like, I don't recall. <laughs> like, he could just be like, Oh no, that that wasn't me. But no, he he like gives this very vague like telling answer. It's gold. It's great. He's an incredible character, and we got a good uh, classic sort of rule of threes with him, right? He comes back a third time. Uh, that so SpongeBob and Patrick kind of cut their losses and take a break. They're like, "Wow, we lost a lot of money," and they go to this diner. And my question is, why is the diner not equally popular to Krusty Krab? The Krusty Krab. It's like you've got a nice local place, or just garbage fast food, and you they know, all love the garbage fast food. I mean, there must be like something addictive in that. Honestly, right? Like the the first time that. Squidward has a Krabby Patty. He eats like a million of them. I think that's true. It's there might just formula. straight up be drugs in those. <laughs> Would not that's be surprised. True. Keeps them all coming back. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're in the diner and they're brainstorming uh, what they should do to make more money. And Patrick goes, "Let's get naked." And SpongeBob says, "No, Patrick. Let's save that for when we're selling real estate." <laughs> A brilliant non sequitur just makes no sense, has nothing to do with anything else. I assume, unless there's some clever joke I don't get in there. It's just, it's just such a beautiful line, though. Um, I do want to quickly just recap a couple of the moments we glossed over. There's the, the guy who lost a bunch of weight and hands out his pictures that Patrick also buys. There's... A woman where they end up just like not being able to get a chocolate bar out of their bags because they have too many stupid bags and then there's the guy that patrick says i love you to straight off the the bat right like so we, we, we've got some some tales in there we don't need to get into all of them but it's it's right. pretty it's pretty good stuff but what's great about the woman who wanted to buy candy is it's so perfect timing wise for the story like they finally can make a sale and she's ready to buy a chocolate bar that's the first time this has happened so far, and th- now they can't because they have all these bags. Uh, it's just sort of funny how they time how they made that irony happen. Yes, and it's it's well done, and and all of those little losses again. They're they're not the highlights of the episode, but they're still entertaining. You're still you're still up in it. But then they they decide that they need to figure out the right way to sell things, which is when they do the diner thing, and they end up looking at the barnacle chips advertisement on this billboard and it just says they're delicious and and then we get this this classic weird like gross but not exactly clear line where spongebob's like they are absolutely not delicious and patrick responds with not the way i use them and, like it's, it's- I- <laughs> really weird. It's an incredible line. I love it. It also reminds me of the Yahoo soda. Just drink it. <laughs> yes. These are the the high quality ads of of our times here in in Nickelodeon cartoons. But that basically makes them decide. Well, I guess we've got to lie. 
And we get this just lovely chain of events here. Um, I actually can't remember. Does the... Because it doesn't super matter. Does, does the quick montage happen before or after the the old women? You know, I don't remember the order. It doesn't really matter. Both things happen and both things are beautiful. Yes. Um, I'll start off with uh, the old women. I... I think they're first. I think they are too. And it's it's so funny because uh, the setup is great, right? This very old fish comes out and SpongeBob's kind of trying to play the like flatter the customer game and is like, hello, young lady, is your mother home? Because he does not expect her to be. And just he's, the classic. He's trying to flatter the customer. <laughs> yeah. And then we get this ridiculously old skeleton looking thing that just gets rolled up and it is the grossest thing it's it's disturbing to look at i don't know who came up with this whole thing but there's so much brilliant writing here it sure is yeah the you know flatter the customer patrick i love you uh and then later is your mother home trying to flatter the customer and her mother's actually home it's just great and yeah, the her voice, she's just really upsetting to look at, too. She's like nothing but a head and a spine. And she's very sort of tadpole looking and primal. And it's upsetting, not gonna lie. Yeah, it is. And I guess she was around for the invention of chocolate itself. So <laughs> she's she's seen a few things, guys. She's sure been around. Has. She's but uh, she always hated it, as she says. I, I like that setup too. She's like, yeah. sweet, sweet chocolate. Like why would you why would you go about being like that about it just to say that you've hated it? It's just she's right. just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful setup. And this is when they come up with their their first real lie here. That the chocolate makes you live forever if you rub it all over yourself, which is like, sure, I suppose. Yeah, the montage is definitely after this because they have to set up the concept of yes. lying to customers. Yeah, right. So, and, and she falls for it, the poor old lady. She goes, uh, she makes her daughter buy a bunch of them. And they realize they can lie, and then the montage starts of them selling chocolate bars to people. My favorite of this montage, though, was uh, the, the there's this bald guy. They ring his doorbell, and they say, it'll make you grow hair. And he goes, oh, that's great. My wife's trying to grow a beard. <laughs> yeah, they they have a couple of good moments. There's There's that. There's also Patrick is basically looking at a fellow Patrick. Like a fellow starfish, and he's like, it'll keep you from getting any uglier. <laughs> just just good, like, five-second clips in here. Um, you know, that, and they just, they keep telling their lies. It'll make you smarter. It'll, it'll make you rule the world. And we just, we oh, just yeah. have this whole, this whole beautiful thing. And again, it's, it just goes to show just how good this episode is at doing things quickly and successfully and just so much happens in these 10 minutes and they don't waste a single second of it they really don't yeah visually or joke wise and yeah the the montage ends where they arrive at a house dressed up like uh they have a bunch of serious injuries and 
a man opens the door, a fish opens the door, and he is in even worse shape than they are. It's so obviously the guy from before, our rule of threes guy, but he convinces Spongebob and Patrick that he, like, brings them to tears with this monologue, you know, the classic, uh, I have, I was born with glass bones and paper skin, every, I, what is it, am I, every morning I break my arms and every afternoon I break my legs. Yep. And then at night, it's like his heart attacks put him to sleep. Yeah, I, I lay awake in agony <laughs> yeah. until my heart... It's a beautiful little just, speech, yeah. And there's a, this beautiful violin going on in the background. It's just this this tragic tale of his life. It's so good. It's good stuff. And then we find out at the end that the entire thing was just a suit. Like, it's even the same color as him, the skin. So I thought it was just him in an absurd costume. But after they leave and he suckers them into buying a ton of his stuff, it's chocolate, right? Yeah. Well, it's conveniently chocolate, actually, right? For for the next upcoming moment. That's true. It's yeah. good because they were starting to have fewer chocolate bars, but then they end up getting a nice influx of chocolate here, which is what leads to their inevitable fortune, guys. Just buy a bunch of chocolate. Always That's pans true. out. And it tracks because maybe he saw them, saw they were selling chocolate and was like, I'll bet I can get them to buy chocolate from me, you know? And then he buys a bunch of chocolate and then sells it back to them for and more. It, and it works, right? So they sure does. It works for everyone, though. And they they get these giant, just giant crates filled with chocolate bars. They're about they, to give up on we everything. We haven't even talked about the screaming guy yet because we see him oh, four yeah. times. Uh, you know, they ring a doorbell, and he I think seems he's actually the very normal. first one, technically. Yeah, but, he is. And he seems perfectly normal, and they said, would you like to buy some chocolate? And he starts, you know, you all know it, he starts shrieking, chocolate, and they see him one more time chasing them, then they hear him again, just a faint echo, (laughs) and then they run, they're terrified of this guy, and, oh yeah, but the, the con man unzips this entire suit and the whole thing was just an elaborate suit which is kind of hilarious yeah it, you know it's just like of course of course he would and it, it's just fun that also like he happens to have this whole setup as they're going to act like they're sick right it's just it's just so it's so beautiful everything about it just con man who is just terrible but wonderful all the same um, he's one of those one-off sort of random episode Spongebob characters that you love to have around. And yeah, so after that, they're like, well, I'm glad I could help that guy out, but now what are we going to do with all this chocolate? We've already gone around the entire town. We've sold to anybody that would buy chocolate, right? So they're, they're feeling pretty defeated, understandably. And then, then the lunatic returns and <laughs> just... He he's like, now that I've got you guys right where I want you, and you feel like something terrible is gonna happen. Yeah, he's like, I've been following you all day. <laughs> There's also like this guy is just ridiculous, right? Like he could go to a grocery store to do what he wants to do, and he he's just like, now now that I've got you, I want to buy all your chocolate, which is like a cha-ching sound effect too. Yeah, and he just he just has like this stupid amount of money that he just wants to spend on chocolate which again like i it's just a little weird to me like 
this guy just goes crazy at the idea of hearing about chocolate. Like, does he think it's this rare commodity that's like really hard to come by? Right. Well, it's a plot device that we use in the story pirates all the time, an organization I'm a part of in New York. It's like kids love in a story if there's something comically over the top that reverses at the end. If it's like, now that I've got you right where you want you, where I want you. <laughs> and then you totally flip and be like, you guys want to have a pool party? And they, they love it. They lose their minds. And it's kind of the same concept here, right? That reversal is so funny. And you kind of expect it, but you don't mind that it's predictable. Yeah, and it's, you know, it it works, and as a kid I loved it too, and we have the moment where all the chocolate bars fall out of Patrick's pants, and then there's just this little Hershey's kiss that falls on top, and they're rich. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't get that. I love it's it, just, but... I, I don't know, but it's just funny, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the image of all these chocolate bars, and then a little Hershey's kiss plops on top of it. I just kind of, like, figured it was, like, maybe, like, maybe it was even there before, and, like, now that they can sell all of the chocolate, like, it's, like, anything that they have, they're they're right, going to get the extra right. money out of, I guess. Yeah, um, it's a great visual gag, and, and, yeah, that's how they make it rich, well, and then, for uh, the moment. There's, there's also, I just, like, this, this setup, too, Squidward comes to the restaurant, and they're like, oh, uh... You can't come because there's a couple of rich entrepreneurs who rented out the whole restaurant. And Squidward's line is, but it's my only night to be fancy. Like, why (laughs) though, right? Like, couldn't he just plan a different night to come back to the restaurant? Is there some reason it it had to be tonight, right? But it's convenient. Again, it's, it's one of those, everything works out just how it should, right? It's convenient that Squidward wants to go to this restaurant which yeah. happens to be the one that SpongeBob and Patrick rented out, which happens to be the day that they got all the money, so on and so forth. And it's a great idea to bring Squidward back to tie it all together. They could have just gone right to the restaurant, but adding Squidward sets it up even better because he set this all in motion unwittingly. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the, the moment where he gets mad about jellyfishing and he's like, who invented jellyfishing anyways? And they're like, you did, Squidward. The, the one where he goes back in the past, you know, you know what I'm getting at. And yes. <laughs> it, it just kind of reminds me of another moment where he causes his own issues, right? Like if he didn't bring up what entrepreneurship was to these two, he wouldn't be making his life miserable. So he's kind of the cause of his misery in a lot of cases. That's true. Yeah. Same with Isn't the, uh, a point. Yeah. <laughs> the box episode too, right? Where he's the one that gives, oh, no, no, they give him the TV. This is this is backwards. I got it backwards in my head for a second. Yeah, that one's not entirely his fault, but he no. often sets the things in motion that yes. drive him crazy. It's good stuff. But poor Squidward. Then we we get to the end, and it's always been a little unsettling to me that they bring the the old woman as their dates. It's great though. It's so <laughs> funny. It is. It is the pinnacle of unexpected moments, honestly. Like, I had pretty much forgotten about these women by the point that this episode's ending, right? right? And there they are again. And, like, they never date. Like, there's no romance aspect to Spongebob, so that makes it even funnier. That It's like, you wouldn't even think Spongebob would bring a date anywhere. It's almost like they know that rich people tend to go to restaurants with women 
and those were like the first two women that came to mind, right? That's like so true. They're yeah, like they're emulating, like, right? What would the people in Fancy Living Digest do? Oh, they'd bring some ladies. What ladies do we know? Well, Sandy, no, that won't work. Pearl, no. Um, oh, what about those two? <laughs> <laughs> and there's two of them. It's perfect. It's yeah. it's great. <laughs> and the button is great too. Yeah, the... What, what's the exact line? I can't actually remember. I think it's just... They just ask what she wants to order, something like that. Yeah. And she comes back with her, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the whole thing, the whole episode is just great from start to finish. There's just a million beautiful moments. It's back to back. It's nonstop. You're not bored for a second, a literal second in this episode. Every joke hits pretty well. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's as close to a perfect episode as we're going to get on this show. It's just a masterpiece. And usually the episodes we fawn over aren't comedy ones. We're like, oh, it's so serious. It's so sad. It's so poignant. Uh, this one is just funny. It's airtight. It's like a Seinfeld episode. The economy of storytelling, the jokes per minute. It's absurd. And it's, it's just it's done so well. The concept in itself is great, right? Like they're selling chocolate bars. It's already, it's already going well. Like the very first, first plot point, you're already, you're already like, this can only go a number of horrible ways. And I also just think that the ways they fail are interesting, right? It's not, it's not super obvious. Just, just a lot of good stuff going on here. Um, Sure is. And I could I could praise it forever, but I just think uh, I think it's a gold gold episode. And again, if you somehow missed it, not kidding, you really have to see this one. It lives up. It lives up and then some. Absolutely, and it's just ten minutes. It's a short one, but you know we're able to talk about it for twenty minutes now because it's just <laughs> that good. Is there anything else that we could possibly add? I don't think so. I think we covered every beat. <laughs> All right, guys, on that note, let's head over to that conclusion. All right, guys, our Twitter poll for this week is which would you rather have a swimming pool inside your swimming pool or shoes? (laughs) You know, it's it's a tough one because because, you know, shoes are pretty hard to come by. I know I know I struggle to find even know people that own shoes so well now does it mean if you have the swimming pool you don't you have to walk around barefoot all the time you know i guess if we want to go that way sure we could say (laughs) that you can get a swimming pool in your swimming pool but you have to give up having shoes it's pretty rough you you can take this a number of ways truthfully but you know think about it guys because this is this is the deep philosophical stuff that we get into (laughs) Um, absolutely Next week, you guys, we will have an exciting special guest. We'll announce that later in the week, but pretty excited for this one. I think you guys will be too. Absolutely. We should have an announcement on, I think, Sunday of who this guest is in our 99th episode. And then we've got cool stuff planned for our 100th as well. So we're really looking forward to sharing all of that with you. And then we start our Avatar Watch. All right, guys, social media again. We got a Twitter, we got a Facebook, we got a YouTube, and we are on Apple Podcasts. Our reviews have slowed down, so get on that, people. Yeah, we we like getting them. It helps people find us. It helps us get some more Friday Nick loons, as we call them. Um, 
All that being said, thanks so much as always, you guys, for listening, and we'll catch you next week.